You're listening to Crestocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. From the files of Unshackled, Pacific Garden Mission presents Free Indeed. My husband, Fred Burke, was born in Alaska in 1952 as part of a large, close family. They made a living by fishing, trapping, and running a small lumber mill. I was working one summer in Alaska when I met Fred, or Weeds as I called him when we became friends. He had a beautiful smile, but was drunk most of the time. Our relationship progressed slowly, but eventually we began living together. In 1980, his father died and Weeds began drinking more heavily. I hated his drinking. He tried reading the Bible, but couldn't understand it. I found a book whose description of the rapture fascinated both of us. Every time Weeds began to drink, I'd start nagging. Finally, one day, he asked why I didn't just leave. I did, but he asked me to come back the next day. Weeds tried to stop drinking, but he couldn't. I didn't know what to do and called a Christian friend. I asked her to pray for Weeds, but she prayed for both of us. As a result, I received Jesus as my Savior. All of my anger left, and I was finally at peace. Weeds knew right away that I was saved. He began listening to a Christian radio station and got saved, too. Weeds and I married, and people took note of the changes in our lives, especially Weeds. In May 1984, Weeds went to witness to his family and never came home. He was shot and killed by a sniper, but ready to meet the Lord who had made his life worth living. I'm Liller Burke. If the sun therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. If you would like to be free from the weight of sin by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, pray with us now. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross and rose again to live forevermore. Thank you for your sacrifice. Save me, Lord. Come into my life and make me your own. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Free Indeed is a production of Pacific Garden Mission. Email unshackled at pgm.org. Kingdom Promoter, Christocentric Station.
Thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Hallelujah. Good morning. It is Wednesday, the 5th of October, 2022. You are tuning to Good Day here on Crystal Centric Station. The Kingdom Promoter. We are broadcasting live from Accra, Ghana. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to today's show from Branch to Lunch. I am going to be serving you good word, good music and intercession for your edification and upliftment. 
as you know, here at Christocentric Station, we are in the month of deliverance. And our theme scripture verse is Psalms 34, verse 4. The NKJV version says, I sought the Lord and he had me and delivered me from all my fears. Our God is a great deliverer. If only we will seek him, he will deliver us. And so we're praying this month that our Heavenly Father will help us to seek him in all of our ways, in everything. In the big things, in the little things. So that we will experience his deliverance from every fear and anything that holds us back. So that we'll be able to go on and move forward to do all that he has purposed for us in Jesus' name. Amen. I trust you're doing well this morning. And your week has been good so far. On the show, we are continuing this morning our study on the theme deliverance. So for our deliverance portion, we'll be doing the intricacies of deliverance too. I did part one yesterday. I'm going to go on to part two today. So that's going to be in the second half of the show. In this first half, I'm going to be serving you the recap from yesterday, intricacies of deliverance part one. Then I'm going to be doing the scripture reading for today's content. Of course, I'm going to be serving all of this with some good music. And when I am done, I will wrap up with intercession. I want to get into some music now. And I'm kickstarting this morning with Emoji Music's Yesu featuring Joe Metal. Do stay tuned. I will be right back.
Crystal-centric station.
remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changed not. Is the reason you can trust him? Gwendolyn Yugli doing Otim Hoda. Before that, you had Emoji Music featuring Joe Metal with Yesu playing here on Good Day on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. It is now time for recap. Yesterday, we started. to do a study on deliverance. The previous study was just us laying foundations, reading the scripture verses and stuff like that. So yesterday we looked at intricacies of deliverance part one. And the focus really, uh, as we shared yesterday, is to help us to have a better understanding of the doctrine of deliverance. Deliverance is a key doctrine in our Christian faith and if you do not understand it you will not be able to appropriate what has been made available to you. Christ Jesus through his death has afforded us so many privileges in the kingdom of God but we can only enjoy them if we have understanding of them. Deliverance is one of those. Deliverance is actually the way or the means by which we come into the kingdom. If you don't have this down, if you don't have understanding of this, it becomes a problem because your place in the kingdom will not be secured. Not because God hasn't secured your place in the kingdom. Scripture says that we've inherited a kingdom that is unshakable. Your place is secured. But you would not know when your place is secured would have you vacillating, going back and forth. Whatever the enemy says to you, you're going to believe and you're going to be going along with it. But you are no longer under his control. That hold on your life was broken when you were delivered from the powers of darkness and you were translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So it's important that we understand the details of it, the technicalities of deliverance. Yesterday, we looked the scripture verses. We started with first mention and we looked at Genesis 45 and 7, where Joseph was telling his family that God had sent him ahead of them to preserve a posterity and to save lives by a great deliverance. And we said that God is the one who is the deliverer, but he chooses to deliver through human agencies and other agencies being the creator of all things he chooses to use whatever or whoever he wants to to deliver his people in this case he chose joseph and joseph said that it was he who sent him it meant that joseph didn't go on his own joseph didn't even know what he was supposed to do until he was sent the person called and sent him he was given an assignment he didn't go on his own nor did he go by himself we saw God take him through a process where he prepared him. And when it was time, God gave him wisdom, showed him what to do to position him to be a deliverer. So it is God who is the source of all deliverance. If you want to be delivered, you really want your deliverance. 
to be a sure one, then God is the one you go to for deliverance. Luke 4, 18, Jesus is manifesto. As part of that, he says, he came to preach deliverance to the captives. Then we went on to look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 25 uh, to 29, where Jesus had shown up here on earth. He's doing the work that the Father had given him to do, which he has listed in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He's doing the work and now he's being challenged. The people haven't seen anything like that before. So they're saying that he's using uh, evil powers to deliver the people. And Jesus goes on to explain to them that the kingdom that is divided against itself will not stand, it will fall. And he said that if I deliver by the Holy Spirit, then the kingdom of God has come to you. So it takes, then he goes on again and talks about a stronger man having what it takes to actually empty the warehouse or the storehouse of a strong man. So if somebody has something in their position and you wanted it, you've got to make sure that you're stronger than that individual to be able to go for it. So in our deliverance, the Holy Spirit is the stronger man who is able to go to the strong man, the devil, and deliver us, bring us out of every bondage. Now, if you are in the hands of the stronger man, he is the strongest. So no strong man can come and snatch you from his hand. What he has done is permanent, Isaiah 43 verse 13. He said, indeed, before the day was, I am he, and there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work, and who will reverse it? So no one, he says, God himself speaking, can deliver out of my hands. I work, that work of deliverance he has done, he says, nobody can reverse it. So once you're delivered, you're delivered. You do not get delivered and then the enemy comes back for you. He doesn't have what it takes to come back for you. Because the one who created him is the one who has delivered you. You're now in his kingdom. You're now in his camp. He doesn't know how to come back for you. He doesn't have what it takes to come back for you. The only way that he can come back for you is if he manages to convince you that you're not delivered. So you give him access. But if you have understanding enough so that you do not give him access, then your deliverance is forever. It's sure, it's safe, it's secured. It's forever. But if he manages to convince you otherwise, then you will lose it. And it's possible to lose your deliverance. Not because the Holy Spirit is not the stronger man. He is the strongest. There is all strength comes from him. So this is why knowledge about deliverance is so important. Because there is an adversary who is a master at lying and tricking people, Christians especially. So understanding is so important because it is a life of faith. It is a life of the spirit. It's not physical. It is that which we live from the inside out, from the spirit into the physical. Understanding is key to prevail in such a life.
Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never ending. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a savior, the hope of nations. Everything 
dependable God with the final word. When he speaks, all other voices must be silent. And when he delivers you, who can snatch you out of his hand? Snatch with the final word and before that you heard mighty to save and the ocean acoustic. Playing here on Good Day on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. It is now time for scripture reading. We are looking at entry cases of deliverance part two for today's deliverance portion. And I'm going to be using these scripture verses and others. We're really going to be camping in the book of Exodus, looking at the process that God took his people through when he delivered them from the clause of Pharaoh and the powers of Egypt. Since we cannot read all of that, I'm going to be reading to you now Exodus chapter 20 from verses 14 to 22. And it reads, this is NKJV. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, that you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Verse 6, Go and gather the elders of Israel together, and say to them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites to a land flowing with milk and honey. Verse 18, then they will heed your voice and you shall come and you and the elders of Israel to the king of Egypt and you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews have met with us. And now, please, let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. Verse 20, so I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders 
which I will do in its midst. And after that, he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty handed. Verse 22, but every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing. And you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters. So you shall plunder the Egyptians. Amen. I'm also going to be using these uh, scripture verses. 1 Samuel 14 verse 6. And Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor, Come and let us go over unto the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. Second Kings chapter 5 verse 1. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 17 But upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. 2 Chronicles chapter 12 verse 7 And when the Lord saw that they had humbled themselves the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah saying They have humbled themselves therefore I will not destroy them but I will grant them some deliverance and my wrath shall not be poured out upon Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. Amen. So I'm going to be using these scripture verses and others for today's deliverance portion. We are going to go to the top of the hour for the testimony on the hour is gone 10 46 we're going to go to the top of the hour now for the testimony on the hour do stay tuned Set that you're 
shelter me from sin You're familiar with my weakness Devoted to the end Redeemer, Savior, Friend And so the grace you
You're listening to Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. From the files of Unshackled, Pacific Garden Mission presents Free Indeed. 
One of Clarence's earliest memories was riding with his grandmother to an orphanage in Richmond, Virginia. It was hard for him to adjust to his new home. He went to school until he was big enough to help look after the small farm that fed the orphanage. He loved reading and spent leisure time in the orphanage library. He also became very good at memorizing and reciting whole passages of scripture. At 16, he left the orphanage to help a widow run her farm. He worked hard and grew tall and strong. When the farm was sold, the widow took him to Fredericksburg, where he graduated from a good high school. Then Clarence decided to see the country. Drawn to California, he began hitchhiking. Made it as far as Oklahoma City and decided to head home again. Rides were few and far between. The Great Depression was starting. And after finding work at home, Clarence scoffed with co-workers about Bible stories. Suddenly... He felt like God's eye was upon him. Then he remembered some scriptures he had memorized as a child. He realized he was a sinner and asked Jesus to save him. He paid off his debts and studied his Bible, becoming active in his church. Clarence married me in 1956. He died loving the Lord at the age of 72. I'm Francis Curtis. If the Son therefore shall make you free... Ye shall be free indeed. If you would like to be free from the weight of sin by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, pray with us now. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross and rose again to live forevermore. Thank you for your sacrifice. Save me, Lord. Come into my life and make me your own. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Free Indeed is a production of Pacific Garden Mission. Email unshackled at pgm.org. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Well, don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Come on. Come on, everybody. The Kingdom Promoter, Christocentric Station.
into the second half of the show with awesome God he alone deserves our worship welcome back you are listening to good day here on Christocentric station the kingdom promoter we are broadcasting live from Accra, Ghana. I am Esenam Tete. 
in this half of the show i'm going to be serving you today's deliverance portion and we'll be looking at intricacies of deliverance part two i'm going to be serving this with some good music and when i am done i will wrap up with intercession i trust the first half of the show was a blessing to you wherever you're listening from whether from portugal from the uk italy ghana canada america i appreciate you so very much thank you for doing the listening father in the name of jesus we thank you for the opportunity to sit at your feet again and to be taught by your spirit we pray in the name of jesus lord that you will continue to enlighten the eyes of our understanding that which you teach us help us to retain and help us to put into practice for it is in the doing that we see results it is in understanding that we are able to do. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Intricacies of Deliverance Part 2. Part 1, we establish the truth that God is the deliverer. He delivers by whatever means he chooses, whether by human agency or others. And we said that for him to deliver you, you would have to cry out to him. You would need to get his attention. His deliverance is available to you, to everybody. But only those who are delivered are those who cried out to him. So you cannot be delivered if you do not cry out. We said it is so because he's given man free will. You have free will. I have free will. We decide what we want to do. If we want him in our lives, we open the door. Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. If you do not open, he cannot come in. Same manner, if you do not allow yourself to be delivered from something, it doesn't matter how much you love God and how much he loves you. If you want to hold on to your bondage, he will allow you. He will make every avenue possible for you to see that he's able to deliver you for you to see that provision has already been made he can walk through walk you through the deliverance if you want but if you are happy with your demons and you want to hold on to them and you want to be making excuses for why they're there then he loves you but you can hold on to those demons till you go to heaven that is if they don't get you to abandon your walk with God so there is a part that God plays and there's a part that we play okay it's not just him we have a role to play in the deliverance process yesterday we started to look at God showing up in Egypt through the human agency of Moses to deliver his people and I believe we've walked through this before but you know, repetition really is important for our faith walk. So even if you've heard it before, let's do it again. You cannot look at deliverance or study deliverance without going back to the process that God took Israel through. The journey of deliverance that he walked with them. And so you just have got to come in the book of Exodus if you're going to study about deliverance the intricacies of deliverance you have got to go in there and study it yeah you can say okay maybe i want to start from genesis look at the noah story 
see how God showed up. But that was God meting out judgment on the people. Yes, he saved Noah and his family. That was a type of deliverance. So maybe we can start from there. But if you want to see as it is now or as we are living it out, you go to the book of Exodus and you look at the process. You look at what God did and what the people did. You look at even how long it took them (laughs) for them to have what God had prepared for them. For which reason he showed up in the first place. Let's say we wanted to use the Noah story. God gave instructions. So intricacies of deliverance. The other thing that you have got to be aware of. Aside the fact that God is the deliverer. And he uses whatever agency he wants to use to deliver you. And you have got to cry out to him. The next thing you've got to be aware of is the fact that. You have got to follow instructions to be delivered. God has specific ways in the process that he wants to deliver you by. So you do not determine how that deliverance is going to come. He determines. In the case of Joseph, he warned them of a famine to come. And he said, you have got to make sure that in the seven years of plenty, you store food. And he showed them, gave them wisdom what to do. Joseph couldn't have prayed that away. When God tells you to store food, you don't go praying. If he tells you there's farming coming and the way I'll deliver you from this farming is that I'm going to make money available for you. I'm going to make certain things available. I'm going to make certain opportunities available so that you can have what you need. And so that, and I'll also give you wisdom to store it so that when that farming comes around, you wouldn't have to suffer. You don't decide to go and pray. You follow the instructions. That's how you get delivered. God shows up and he says to Noah, build an ark. He gave him the details. He gave him the measurement. Noah had the specifics. And he built the ark according to the specification he'd been given. And scripture says that Noah was an evangelist in his day. He was a guy who went around preaching grace to the people and yet they didn't listen. He preached righteousness to them. They didn't listen. Those who did not listen to Noah faced God's judgment. Those who listened to Noah were preserved, were delivered. So it is by instructions that he delivers. When he shows up to deliver you, when you have called out to him and he shows up to deliver you, you have got to follow instructions to the T. That is how God delivers. Because deliverance really, as we saw in the definitions, whether it's for an individual, a nation, or a spiritual Even the individual and nations have a spiritual side to their deliverance. So it really is spiritual. And God is the father of all spirits. So if there's something happening in the spirit realm, he would know, he would see. Aside that, God is a God of wisdom. He knows tomorrow. 
He knows what he's doing. He doesn't need our advice. He's the best person for the job and he will do it in a way that it will serve you well. So you have got to follow instructions. He knows why he's giving you the instructions he's given you for your deliverance. Again, Israel in Egypt, God showed up and he said, on the night that I'm going to walk you out of this place, you have got to mark your doorpost with blood. If they had refused to do that, the angel of death would have come and struck them as well. So you have got to follow instructions. Are you in bondage? Have you found yourself in a certain situation that you need God to deliver you? You have got to be aware in addition to knowing that he's the one to deliver you. And so you should really go to him and you've cried out to him and you know he can use anything. In addition to that, you've got to be aware that he would do it by instructions so you have got to be prepared to follow the instructions he gives you to the t every instruction he gives you for deliverance is important you don't tweak it you don't do your version of it you do exactly what he is telling you to do and that is how he delivers you
I'm so excited about this next song. I want to I want to invite my, my my very dear friends in the presence of True Metal and Pastor Zion. The song is called Warwick.
deliverance is not too hard for him. It doesn't matter the bondage you find yourself in. He is able to deliver you. Or oh, one winning by Pastor Edwin Datsin featuring Joe Metal, Pastor Isaiah Fusukwachi Jr. Trust that was a blessing to you. Before that, you heard Tolua Nimi's The Answer. Playing here on Good Day on Christocentric Station, The Kingdom Promoter. For our deliverance portion today, we are looking at the intricacies of deliverance part two. Before the music break, we established another truth about deliverance, which is that you have got to follow strict instructions. When God comes to deliver you, he doesn't do it on your terms. He does it on his terms and he gives instructions that you must follow if you want to be delivered if you do not adhere to the instructions that he gives you will miss out on his deliverance we looked at it in the case of noah uh, or in the days of noah we looked at an example also to do with the children of israel when god showed up and wanting to deliver them from the claws from the bondage of egypt so you need to follow instructions it is so very important. Even in our New Testament days, you still need to follow instructions. We have got to be obedient to the voice of God. To be able to benefit from anything he has for us really. Most particularly though, you have got to do that when it comes to deliverance. Because if you don't, you might just end up being in more bondage. I like to refer to the scripture verse I shared earlier this week when we were doing the definitions for deliverance where i believe it's in the book of hebrews where jesus was talking about or apostle paul was talking about how if the sins have been paid for the sacrifice have been made and so your sins have been forgiven you no longer need to go offering sacrifices for sin in the past that was the case once a year the priest would enter the holy of holies and he will offer the sacrifice that were to purge the people from the sins they would have committed in ignorance so he was purging the he was giving the sacrifices for himself and for the people and this was going to purge them from the sin of ignorance stuff they had done without knowing and this reminded them each time of their sin Jesus came and he, once and for all he offered his body and he's saying now that that is taken care of you don't need to make any sacrifices so in the case of deliverance you a New Testament believer goes to listen to someone who tells you that you need to bring him certain things for him to make certain sacrifices on your behalf you should run because that is not god's instruction for you for you to get deliverance so if you go ahead with that you're going to end up in just more bondage than you were in before or someone says you have got to pay you have got to give a certain offering for this to happen you don't give an offering for it to happen jesus already paid the price though there are principles in scripture that you follow that God may give you a, a specific instruction to do certain things. And that is to help your faith. That is not for you to pay for the deliverance. 
Jesus has already paid for it. It is important, a very important aspect of deliverance. We must pay attention to. Back to the case of Israel. We saw that there is a process of deliverance, okay? Deliverance has a process it goes through. Even if you go through a deliverance prayer and the issue is dealt with immediately, you have still got to walk through the renewing of your mind for you to be able to hold on to that deliverance, especially if it's something that has gone on for a long time. So there is a process. There is a process. A lot of us get disappointed when we are promised deliverance and we're told go and do this direction, go and read these scriptures and pray this prayer at this time and immediately we didn't see. We get disappointed. Every case is different. God knows how they came about. You may not know. He knows what you're dealing with. You may not fully understand what you're dealing with. But there is a process of deliverance. If you go back to the Noah experience and you also look at the Exodus account where Israel is being taken out of Egypt, you would see that God took his people through a process. You can say, okay, New Testament, Jesus healed and they were healed immediately. That's true. Very true. But we were not told the backstory. So we don't know how these people had to go through whatever it was that they needed to go through to hold on to their deliverance. So the, the man at Gadara, for instance, the demon-possessed man that got Jesus healed, he was in his right mind. He's been delivered. You cannot doubt the work that Jesus did. But I bet you, that man would need some renewing of mind to help him keep his deliverance. So it is a process. Deliverance is a process. You do not throw in the towel. You do not get tired. You do not get offended with God. When you've done some prayers, when you've been given instructions and you are followed and it looks like the problem took maybe a decade to create, you will need the renewing of your mind Otherwise, when the enemy comes to tell you, he couldn't deliver you. Um, you know, this issue is just too strong. This problem is too strong, too powerful for the blood of Jesus. See, you're still facing the same issue. Didn't you pray the prayers? Didn't you do what you were told to do? They said to follow instructions. You did follow the instructions, right? If you do not understand that it is a process... You are going to lean into what the enemy is saying to you. And you're going to give up. And you're going to, whatever work you've done to that point, you're going to lose it. So we have got to know that deliverance is a process. We have got to hold on to God's word. That's why scripture says that it is evident that the just shall live by faith. We're called to a life of faith. You have got to believe what God says. He says that he delivers no one can snatch out of his hand. That is true. The Holy Spirit is the stronger man. When he comes and he takes you out of that warehouse, out of that bondage of the enemy, there isn't a man strong enough to be able to deliver you from his hands.
Man, yesterday I read a scripture verse to you for Samuel 14 verse 6 and Jonathan. So this is about Jonathan. Now Jonathan made this statement which has blessed me over the years, continued to bless me, where he said that God is able to deliver by many or by few, by many or by few. The focus should be on the deliverer, God the deliverer, not the agency he's chosen to deliver you. So do not look at something or someone that God is trying to use to deliver you and decide, no, this one couldn't possibly be powerful enough. I even went to that man of God. Do you know how powerful he is? He prayed for me and nothing happened. I don't think you can. God can choose to use a child who has no experience at all to use to deliver you. He decides whether he wants to do it by many or by few. God is not limited in the way that he delivers his people. You cannot limit him in anything, period. And so when it comes to your deliverance also, you cannot limit God. He can choose to deliver you by many or by few, by something that looks powerful or by something that looks very foolish. If you trust him, you will allow him to deliver you through whatever means he's chosen, as long as it's scriptural. Another point we must note is that you have got to trust in the agency God is trying to use to deliver you. So it's not just good enough to trust in God. You've also got to trust in the God that is working in the agency. So if he's chosen a human agency and he's going to use a prophet, scripture says that by, by prophet, Israel was delivered and preserved. Scripture says that if you believe in the Lord your God, you will be established. If you believe in his prophets, you will prosper. So God uses whatever he wants to use. But you have got to believe in the agency he's chosen to use. If you don't believe in the prophet, in the man of God, and whoever it is that he's chosen to use to deliver you, you are not going to follow the instructions. You are not going to... Do whatever they tell you to do by faith. And so you're not going to get your deliverance. You have got to believe in the God that is working through them. You have got to trust in the grace of God that is operating on their lives so that you are able to get delivered. So it's not just the instructions. You have got to also believe in the person the God is using to give you the instructions to guide you on this path. It was important for the children of Israel to trust in Moses, to believe in Moses. When they didn't believe in Moses, they called Aaron and said, come and make a God for us to worship. For this Moses, we don't know what's become of him. If they believed in Moses, if they trusted Moses at that point, they would have continued to hold on for Moses to return from wherever it was that he had gone to to continue to guide them, to continue to give them instructions. If you do not believe in the prophet, or who it is that God has sent to deliver you, you will cut your deliverance process short, or you will make the situation worse for yourself. We also mentioned that there is a place for deliverance, and scripture talks about Mount Zion being that place of deliverance. You don't go to the shrine when you need deliverance. You run to the house of God. There is a place for deliverance. You don't go to imam when you need deliverance. You don't go to, I don't know, the witch doctor 
whoever is advertising anywhere that you have seen who has promised you deliverance. There is a place. And if there is a place and there is a man he has chosen to give you deliverance. So look at the Israel story coming out of Egypt. Look at the details you can find there. Look at the technicalities. Carefully study the book of Exodus. And you will see what deliverance entails. And if you're receiving instructions, if you've been given information, that does not tally with what is there. It is not from God. But if it is after that pattern, then you can rest assured that it is God who is bringing you deliverance. And if you will submit to it, he will deliver you by a mighty hand.
God who listens. It is time for intercession. Father, we are so grateful for today. We thank you for the time that we have had in your presence. We thank you for teaching us by your spirit. We thank you for opening our eyes to the details, the intricacies of deliverance. And Lord, we pray that we will not take any of them for granted. We will not have a look and walk away without paying attention to them without considering them in whatever process you're walking us through. 
We thank you that they've also come in a time that is very timely. So that even anyone walking through a process who is getting discouraged because it doesn't seem to be quick enough or they think the power of God or what Jesus did isn't enough to deliver them. Now they know it's a process and they know that when you deliver, the person is delivered. They also know now that there is a process of renewing the mind that helps you to hold on to that deliverance. Father, we are so grateful that you will educate us, you will give us understanding so that we are able to hold on to what you have given us. For in its manifestation, the world sees the testimony of what Jesus has done, which serves as an evangelistic tool to bring many into the kingdom. We thank you, even for how far you brought us in the week and for the rest of the week and what you will do. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so very much for doing the listening today. I trust today's show has been a blessing to you. That's all I have for you for today. Continue to keep your dials locked right here for more sanctified content. Coming up this afternoon after good day is Christocentric Jazz, followed by fresh tunes and then favorite tunes, and then from 1500 to 1800 GMT. The Christocentric Guy, Fifi Fawcett, will bring you the Gospel Drive online to enrich your day God's way. As it's going up to the afternoon and I take my leave of you. Do remember, as long as the earth remains, seed time harvest shall not cease. So no matter what's going on with you today, still put your best seed in the ground for a harvest that shall not fail. For God, our heavenly father, he is faithful to give you the harvest. I am SNM Tete. Do have a good day. Desperation, I'll seek heaven and pray this for you. I pray for your healing, the circumstances would change. I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. I pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray miracles over.
Desperation, I'll seek heaven and pray this for. 